Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. There's no place to escape to. This is the last talk. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. I can't believe Chris Pratt lost all of that weight. I, I can't, can't believe, believe it. it. <laughs> can't believe it. I gotta tell you one. My 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 main problem. My main problem with the government is making the newspaper make me read. I agree. <laughs> is that if there's such a goddamn thing as global warming, why am I wearing a jacket? Dude, that's a very smart <laughs> point. Right. And I'm starting to think, all right, my my sister Bessie was sitting out. She lives in Flagstaff, Arizona, and there was a. A couple of chemtrails came came over by the house, right? Yep. I wonder her titties grew bigger. Mm. And what I want to say to government is, if you're going to be doing this, grow my sister's titties bigger. Do it again and even them out. Sounds like yep. <laughs> All right. Don't I just think grow the one. Chemtrails are good. I think they're good. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I got to tell you, I don't trust the moon. Oh, you don't trust the moon? All right. Are we beginning? Uh oh. Put on your dumb dumb hats, oh, no. kids. <laughs> oh no! Here What's comes up? the moon. Uh-oh. It's like Everybody a little... back off. The moon is coming to take our money. Uh-huh. The moon wants to take our jobs. I work in a Buick factory. A Buick factory, even. Wow. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Oh, God. The moon is our worst enemy. Unbelievable. Today's episode, specifically stupid, it's all about the hollow moon. Oh, Lord, no. What could that hollow moon possibly be full of? I'll tell you what it what is. What is it? Iranians. It's Iranians. <laughs> the Iranian military is inside the hollow moon. <laughs> Holy Christ. Everybody, we're going to really put you into a space that makes you feel like you're a child again because your brain is going to have to shrink to a size where you think colors can talk. This is definitely an episode that the information we give you will possibly make you dumber. Oh, definitely make you dumber. <laughs> Do not repeat. Do not repeat. This is not job interview conversation. No, 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 no. Technically, it killed my relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not go into that too deep before we get sad. (laughs) Marcus, Hollow Moon, start us off. Um, I just want to do a little treatise first, right? I think that this this episode that we're about to walk into is a... um, I think it's about conspiracy theory in general. Yes. I think that this is a type of conspiracy theory. So what's the general rundown of the hollow moon theory? The general rundown of the hollow moon theory is that the moon is not the moon that we think, think it, is. it is. What is the moon? Because right now I think of the moon, the thing that brings in the ocean tide, the thing yeah. that really helps Wrong. us. 
Okay, wrong. The thing that helps the whole world go round. Wrong. Okay. Absolutely not. What the is moon, the moon? Um, what isn't it? Well, no, but what is it? Because you can't see this, this no, is what no, they no, do. No, no, this no, is no. what they do. This is literally every single one, every single one of these websites, you go to research the information. And so they, it, basically, most of the hollow moon I, uh, theory is based on people being like, well, nobody said it isn't hollow. That's true, right. Um, and I, I think that our government... The secret machinations of our government. That connects do you have to, the to media swallow to deeply like a, before you? I do. I think, I think that our government, and then there's always a deep <sighs> sort of a snake swallowing an egg type sound. <laughs> to get the get the audience on board. <laughs> um, our government loves these type of conspiracy theories yes. because they are so stupid. Uh, and I think it's uh, what you're watching here in the Hollow Moon theories. We're going to see a lot of uh, people in in emotional turmoil <laughs> who have turned towards right, debasing right, right, right. the moon because either they lost their job or like Bessie walked out and so now they hate the moon. Right. Because these guys actually hate the moon. They hate the moon. They, they despise the moon. They stare at it every single night and never brought their wife back. Um, and the government loves these conspiracy theories because they're so silly and now what they can do is they can help brand anybody who's a quote unquote conspiracy theorist as a moron because by sure. lumping it all together um, and you can I, be like, I believe that the Saudi king knew that 9-11 was about to occur and he personally encouraged the 15 hijackers um, to cause 9-11 and come over but here. But if you've liked one single like Bradley Cooper is in fact in reality Chris Kyle in <laughs> right. real life and like on one of those videos yeah. they know for a fact that you uh, you are uh, a moron and you cannot yeah. be trusted but then they're also just then they just lump it in well you also probably believe the moon is hollow don't you and yeah. then now you're the jackass nobody says it isn't you mean to <laughs> tell you me go. you put me up alright you put me through 12 years of science training right. and, and experimental piloting you put me in a rover you send me to the goddamn moon and I will come back and show everybody. I'll stick a stick. I got a dipstick for my Ford. Huh. I'll stick into the center of the moon. Right. Show y'all how hollow that that be. So if there's no oil on the end of it, then it's hollow. It's Just, a it's quart low. Quart low. The moon is a quart low. Well, I think moon conspiracy theorists, there are two different camps. There are people that, of course, very upset about their lives. I watched yes. a video in which one of the experts looked like he had been up crying all night. Yes. Uh, but the other <laughs> side... Say, it's like certain conspiracies. It's like moon Hollow moon means um, if you believe that the moon is hollow, I think you're probably going through some sort of like tax evasion sort of <laughs> like court tax case. Evasion, yeah. But if you believe the moon is a hologram, you lost your family in a car fire. <laughs> right, you know what I mean, right, like right. you lost your family uh, to another man, a man who literally just showed up and said, um, Gerald, I need you to sit down. We need to have a frank conversation about how I'm taking your family. You, know, yeah. like, you just have to deal with it. I think the hologram moon seems more reasonable to me, but we'll get into it. Absolutely. And I think the other part of uh, the other camp, as far as like hollow moon goes, spaceship moon, all that type of stuff, they're pretty much the same as creationists. They cannot stand the fact that the universe is chaos and that no. it all came from nothing and that there is just the tiniest reason why we were he why we're here. They have to believe that that everything was made for us. They're very they're the watchmaker theorists. You know, yeah. like the the creationists that say, you know, if you come upon uh, a beach and you find a watch, someone had to have made that watch. These people use the exact same argument for the moon. They say, you know what? It's just too perfect. Yeah. It's just a little <laughs> bit too perfect. I mean, it's got pock marks all over it, like it had bad acne as a child. Yeah, that's all, all part of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. So let's let's get into some. Let's start. 
start off with some actual science. Let's start off with I don't know, Marcus. I don't trust these scientists. <laughs> yes, all that or trading. Pro- and that's also it's a heavy distrust of scientists. It as if all. each one of them uh, had a, a, a stepdad who was a scientist to beat them through <laughs> elementary school. Well, I mean, it's really just people who wanted to be scientists and then they went to science class and then they got hit with the dumb dumb stick like a thousand times and they're like, oh, I can't be a scientist. Never mind. You need to do research and know how to read. What do you mean, scientist? Wait, oh, all right. Well, I can get a bunch of test tubes and a fancy coat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that these people really cling on to is that there actually isn't a scientific consensus for where the moon came from. Yes. Uh, And and in that lack of clarity, they are putting, they're jamming these theories in there, which is true. It's an experiment. They don't know where the moon came from. They know for a fact that the moon was not necessarily there when we were first formed as a planet. And so now they're trying to, they're they're trying to figure it out. I mean, because we got a moon. (laughs) We got (laughs) one. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a thing here too that they, they they also detest. It was, I was looking this up called the anthropic principle. Uh, Which is this idea, yes, um, that the universe, they believe that scientists use the anthropic principle, which basically means that the universe is just how it is. Yeah. The universe is made this way. The moon happened to work out with all these perfect sort of, all these perfect characteristics that made life possible on Earth. It's pretty much saying that it's perfect because if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here. Sure. Yes. And yeah. that's why it is. Yeah. And so they're All like, right. they, they think what's scientists, the problem here? And they're like, well, that's just lazy. You mean tell me scientists- That's the lazy one? <laughs> Not the person who's like, oh, and then they took an ice cream scooper to the middle and then Gorborg ate it for lunch because <laughs> Gorborg loves inner moon. They take thirty four ninety six out of my check each week at the checkers in order to yeah. pay for the Jew scientists <laughs> oh, to go right. to their parasail school. character that you're playing, Henry. Let's not bring the Jew scientists into it. <laughs> well, some of the, some of the theories about how the moon was formed uh, is that the moon spun off from the Earth's molten surface by centrifugal force, Mm -hmm. uh, that it was formed elsewhere, and then was subsequently captured by the Earth's gravitational field. When are we going to get to the fact that the moon is cheese? (laughs) When do we talk about the truth? That's ridiculous, Ben. Okay, I'm an idiot. The moon is a projection (laughs) put up by Russian scientists to fake where they're hiding their space base in order to uh, launch an aerial assault upon us once we get too lazy to have three wars going on. Uh. Oh, my bad. I thought it was something you could put a chip on. Yeah. A little chip and cracker. The only thing about that, uh, and another one of the theories is that there was another planetoid that crashed into the now, Earth. Th- this is the generally accepted theory, yeah. which is yeah. the giant impact theory, that yes. a, Mar- a Mars-sized planet crashed into Earth, the debris shot mm-hmm. off of the planet and was formed eventually by gravity, and that created our 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 moon system. And essentially, and that makes sense because it's up there like shoot the freak. There's just constantly bullets uh, flying all around, aka asteroids and comets. But I mean, problem, that makes a lot of sense. The problem with that theory is that they say that the basically would that not have teetered us off completely off our axis? Yeah. Then they're trying to say there was a thing called the second impact, which is like fucking heaven alien. Genesis. I like. I like that hey, show. I like. Right. I like that show too. I'm watching it, it right like now. Blood. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Henry's been um, a little bit more openly blatant with his anime love, and again, I have told him not to mention these things on first, second, or fifteenth dates. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am learning new skip. Also, again, don't bring up the Hollow Moon. Or <laughs> yes, no. I also have also learned the hard way to not talk about how aliens, the UFO sighting, is a window through another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> these are lessons we're going to learn through the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> 
yes. What was I saying? The oh, hollow moon. So the idea is that they thought that that first impact of, of, of a gigantic body up against our Earth would send us off our axis. So mm-hmm. There's another thing called second impact, which is the idea another body may have hit us from behind. Pew, 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 so it's pew, sort of like pew. a yeah. triple sumo wrestler type yes. thing. So yeah, one yeah. sumo's about to go off the ring and another sumo comes and jump, puts him right back but in the middle. But they said that that's statistically very improbable, but again... Isn't that the whole thing with the Big Bang, that it's very improbable? But everything's... It probably- it just happened. Okay. It already yeah. happened. Whatever it is, yeah. happened. So right. we got a moon. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, uh, we know we got a moon. Yeah, we are like that's just for example is that you know as far as life on this planet goes, we're primate people. You know things right. uh, progress that primates uh, that we eventually evolved into the humans that we are today. Other planets that have life, uh, they had. Something different happened that to them. That made life happen that, to them. That made life happen to them, which makes life their life different from ours. Also, especially if you believe that our universe exists to create life, that that you, that life is a an ever present thing all over the universe. So this kind of shit happens all the time. That maybe a part of it is that the universe, if we want to get hooky do about it, Let's do it. The Uh-oh. universe is a gigantic living conscious entity that we're all a part of, and the whole point is that life is just generated constantly, and that's just what happens. Yeah. And um I don't understand a damn word you just said. <laughs> I I follow You're you. Fine. All yeah, right, yeah. that's good. <laughs> well, you know what all those theories let me tell you. Horseshit. Horseshit. That, all, we just heard a bunch of horseshit? No, no absolute horseshit. 100% horseshit. All that true math, all that real science that we just read yeah, off. Yeah, saying that the Earth is actually 4.527 plus or minus 0.010 billion years. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullshit. You know, yeah, and that they share the same material, that it's mm-hmm. work. It's it's actually all made out of all the same stuff that the Earth's mantle is made out of, so that fits that also that in the model. Um, and, yeah, that was that's it. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's well, all bullshit. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, the yep. truth is uh-huh. that they have no idea where it came from. I got some information hmm. from our man, Mr. Former Footballer himself. Uh-oh. Turquoise jumpsuit, Jesus himself, David Icke. David Icke. Yes. He has a, a lot of theories about the moon. This He's got a lot rock. of theories about a lot of things. He can dominate what's some you, PowerPoint. What are, what's a general, what are general things how we know that it's bullshit? Right? How do we know that the moon is bullshit? First of all, the moon is bigger than it should be. Yes, yeah, so the moon Why? is a third of Earth's size. Every mm-hmm. other planet in our solar system is a tiny little weenie moon. We've got a big old honking moon. I yeah. think it's mostly just because it's fucking like Texas. We got a big old <laughs> awesome moon, and everyone's got to be fucking jealous of Earth because of how thick our moon is. Yeah, we got the biggest moon around. That's what gives us our confidence. That's the big dick <laughs> of the situation. So, yeah, well, basically, they say our moon's too big. Yeah. Technically, we're a binary planet planetary system. Yes. I think our moon is just perfect, and moon, you don't listen to them, baby. You're fucking <laughs> You're gorgeous beautiful just the way, the way, are, way you are. You can be the next sp- swimsuit model in Sports I've Illustrated. Been, They're getting big ones now. I've been telling Neil Armstrong, next time we send him up to the space, we gotta bring him some moon spanks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gotta put some spanks on that thick moon. I just can't stand it. wiggling like it. its butt around, telling me, oh, I gotta mm. drop it like it's hot moon. I won't do that. I like a nice big frumpy moon. Stay you, moon. Stay you. <laughs> Moon's all also older than it should be, uh, and it should be, and it is much lighter in mass than it should be. It also occupies an extremely unlikely orbit that is so extraordinary that all existing explanations for its presence are fraught yeah, so with difficulty. It's it's exactly one four hundredth the size of the sun. Yeah, it's it's uh, orbit puts it exactly one four hundredths between us and the 
sun distance wise. Okay. Yeah. That makes the perfect eclipse. Yeah. Right. And eclipses are do not exist anywhere else in our solar system. In a solar system. It's a beautiful thing. I watched it with my Oma and Opa when I was in Germany in I believe it nineteen and ninety forty two. No, not nineteen forty two. That would age me into the hundreds. I like you saw it there, the big golden eagle out on the tower in front of Doc Howard and how enough. the eclipse good light bounced off the eagle. Right. Oh so good and to then see. There you go. Don't yeah, very fun stuff. Everyone's um, having a good time. So yes, and they say the 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 so the moon is a lot less dense than they think it should be. Yeah. Apparently, Why do they when they think were, that because when we did our first couple of space missions up there, the Apollo eleven, Apollo 12, when they all landed, basically found that every single time any impact happened on the moon, the moon would ring like a bell. Yeah. And it would ring for hours, which is like mm-hmm. they're used to. Like like rocks do have that sort of like kind of like a tuning fork yeah. thing. They resonate sure. when, when kinetic things happen to them, but not to this extent. So they're like maybe the moon is not quite as dense as we think it is. All right. Which is also why uh Something to do with the tides too. I blank out on the math. <laughs> yep. Why not? Yeah. Neither one of us are scientists. Mm, I would. No, no. I would consider. I'm myself. I'm more of, a, I guess, an historian than a scientist. I'm a lot a ch- of this stuff is gobbledygook to I me. Call bunkum, myself, as they call it. Yeah. Isn't bunkum. it all bunkum? <laughs> a lot of bunkum. There. Um. I consider myself a digital troubadour. <laughs> and that's what people think about you as well, Henry. So it's uh, not dense enough because it rings like a bell when the Apollo missions went over there and landed on it. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes. That's a major and, thing. And Isaac Asimov, who is a scientist. He is a scientist. He is actually a scientist. He said that due to the Earth's weak gravity, the largest satellite that it could keep in orbit would be no more than 30 miles in diameter. The moon, however, is 2,160 miles in diameter. It is actually bigger than Pluto. That means uh-huh. I gotta tell you one thing: we got we can keep the satellite that big if it's got fucking thrusters <laughs> like a spaceship. You think the moon has thrusters like a spaceship? No, actually, I don't. Okay. Well, one NASA scientist he even said that it's easier to explain the non-existence of the moon than it is to explain its existence. But I see the moon. The he moon's said, there. He said it is more likely oh, that no. the moon is there due to observational error hmm. than it is that the moon actually exists. My eyes are telling me there's a moon. Observational error. What about that song when the moon hits your eye like a great pizza pie? <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. That's amore. That's what we know. Or do we? That's true. Exactly. Yeah. In amore, if there's nothing that doesn't fuck with the senses, it's the foul emotion of love. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, if the moon isn't the moon... What is it? I don't know. It's a not moon. It's a that's ho- the first thing we got to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's a not moon. A not moon. It's an anti moon. Yes. Anti moon. It is a hollowed out planetoid. Okay. Now, from what Henry just said, the uh, scientists they set up the size monitors on the moon and they crashed the lunar module onto the surface with an impact equivalent to the ton to a ton of TNT. The shock waves of the moon ringing continued for thirty minutes. It sounds that's like the a, first time. It right. sounds like what they did was that they totally fucked up and crashed a lunar module on the moon <laughs> and then they were like, "This experiment really worked, guys. That we were trying to do slamming a two billion dollar lunar module." <laughs> totally. On the moon. Good work, guys. This is what they sent us up here to do and we did it god damn it few years later they did it again Perfect. another experiment with the and they wonder why they're cutting nasa's you know, budget <laughs> what we got to do is get some landing gear on these things we always forget the landing gear oh yeah i just feel bad for the pilots oh, oh. it's rough it ain't easy being a pilot all those chimps and dogs <laughs> oh my goodness well at some point you just got to get me some human scientists to come up here with not just cats and dogs and random it, yeah, random we, strays we got all these chimp and dog scientists telling us the moon is real yeah well 
Nope. I can't handle it. Mm. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. 
it came to my house. And this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So that another experiment, experiment with the equivalent of 11 tons of TNT made the moon react like a gong for three hours. Is it Asian? In 20 minutes. It's bong? No. Okay. The moon is not Asian. All right. Well, we got to get all the questions out of the way. Well, it's American until the Chinese get up there. Then it becomes Asian. Yeah, they're, oh. they're almost there. And they will replace our flag, I would assume. I will imagine they will. I would. Mm. You got to. If yeah. I was a trepidatious Chinese astronaut full of, of fucking vile and just... <laughs> Well, there's and, and scientists too. Treachery. They're probably they're probably you know no. They're very the they're very sweet yeah. People. They just have to yeah, you know, good comply with they're the government big, so they can get. Uh, but they filled up this frag because I didn't want to get wrinkled. Uh, <laughs> so much dust over this frag. That's yeah. that's with uh, uh, a travesty. That is uh, a travesty. New Chinese frag. We win. Uh, they do win. And then honestly, Chinese gets the moon. That is literally it's the most juvenile game of all. Is just it's just the it's uh you know oh. capture the flag. That's all that it is with the moon. And it was. Oh. As, they, as soon as the Chinese get to the moon, p- plant their flag, I guarantee you, we're on the moon planting our flag back up. Timmy America. Oh, yeah. You want your moon back? Uh, we want Michael Jordan. They, well, then they can have Michael Jordan. He's 50-something years old. He's done. So the question is, if it is a hollowed-out planetoid... Where did it come from? Yes. Because it's ridiculous to assume that the universe would create a hollowed-out planet. And, and, and the way I want to talk about too is that the, the they have some details too about the, the about the planetoid. Is that it's a possible metal core mm-hmm. with twenty-five miles of natural. Uh, armament around it in order to fool us to think yeah. that it's a moon. Uh huh. Yeah. And then there's and a obviously disco no, music in but they there, said, right? and no thrusters and no, no like boosters on it. It worked entirely on gravity. It's a slow moving space station. I just, yeah, definitely Russians listening to bad techno music. Yeah. That's the only thing that could be in there. And then just working out. Yeah. For hours. When do we break out of the moon? Uh, you know, I'm still. I'm thinking they forgot we were in here, boy. <laughs> I think that they might have. Yeah. So the moon could be the creation of alien intelligence. This is the spaceship moon theory, and this was put forth by a pair of Soviet scientists back in the 1970s. It says that the moon is a creation of an alien race who parked it in Earth's orbit long, long ago. Now, and they probably, just left it there like an old car in the back of a Walmart that's just sort of been there for 10 years and the town doesn't know why or well, where it we'll came from? Well, we'll get to that. Or, okay. it's st- or they're still inside of it. And the idea, So it's, it's, there's lots of whys and, and who's and what's over there, and there's a, most of the highs and the who's and the what's mm. are either number one, they planted us here. No, oh, I thought you were going to go. Seating race. Mm. Thought you were going to do an Abbott and Costello bit there. Hmm? The who's the wise and the what? Who's that's on not, that is not who's the, the wise and the, the what? That, that is, is not the bit. That's yeah, not wise the is on third. What's in the what's in the outfield? Who's on first? What's on second? No, no. What's, I don't know who's on first. We could do this all day. See, this is that's the magic of comedy. I believe it's it's what's in the box. No, what's in the moon? That's what we're talking about. Oh yeah, what's in the moon? So the surface of the moon, there are some things that could support this. The surface of the moon contains processed metals like brass and mica, which Mm. aren't 
things that occur naturally. Those are not elements that occur naturally. They also found radioactive nuclear waste that is found in spent nuclear fuel and other byproducts of nuclear reactors, uh, and that is the byproduct in the production of plutonium. So and is it just our big nuclear dumping ground? Is it just a big garbage can? No, 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 no. That comes from the manufacturing of the moon and I the see. things on the surface of the moon, okay. which we'll uh, get into later. They also found titanium on the moon, which is a which is a, a smelted metal. Yeah, <laughs> smelted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, smelted. <laughs> I didn't know that was. Smel- you need to read more fantasy novels. <laughs> I, I must. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah. It contained much more titanium, and the moon rocks they brought back contain much more titanium than you would find in rocks on Earth. It is also these rocks are also very poor heat conductors, which is perfect for satellite conditions. You don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't want your satellites to be heat conductors. What's I mean, generally, you want them to be small and covered in, like, solar panels and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And generally. you want them to have, like, cameras and stuff like that. Right. But I guess if you were going to make it, like, a gigantic moon, you could just do it like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> they say the shell is probably double-layered. Mm-hmm. The basis is a dark armoring of about 20 miles in thickness. And outside of it, some kind of more loosely packaged covering. A thinner layer of about three miles. And that thinner layer is where we see all the craters. Uh, that's where uh-huh. we see all of the little pockmarks. And the other thing about those craters and pockmarks is that those should be much deeper than they actually are. So they just cut a tennis ball in half. And, and then we're it. just like, that's like the moon. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The I fuzz actually, is the outer layer. The right. rubber is the inner layer. And then the hollow thing. Is the nothing. I you will stuff say, it with match heads, and then you throw it against the wall, and it explodes. I will say Good. that the Soviet Union scientists would have made amazing dungeon masters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For a D&D game. Yes. 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 Great Not detail. Their, the th- amount yeah. of work that they put oh, into yeah. creating this but, fantasy. But are they creative enough? I feel like you would just play this the same game creative. over and over again. But this is it. <laughs> no, the problems there, would be like, you're on the surface of the moon. You, Galadriel, elf thief. You are going to go dig into, roll to see if you could dig and get to the real titanium core of the moon. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's just remember that at one time a girl did love you. Uh, <laughs> man, it's going to be rough. Not anymore. Also <laughs> interesting to note that some moon rocks have been discovered to be much older than rocks on Earth, even though both were apparently formed during the same period. Mm. And some scientists say that this might be because the Earth is still geolo- geologically active. We're still creating rocks every day. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I Earth create is- rocks all day long. Uh, dookie <laughs> rocks. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm a little moon factory down <laughs> here. That's what your mother <laughs> He used to say, <laughs> Henry, do you need to go make a hollow moon? Yes, I do, mommy. Okay. How did you know? It's because I was already doing it. Yes, yeah, so we, t- oh, we take Henry, we put him on the toilet. Well, how it works here on Earth. And remember, during this entire episode, remember, not a scientist. Definitely not a scientist. Right, no. But from what I understand, uh-huh. new rocks here on Earth are being formed every day, while old rocks are returned to... Th- to the mantle through the process of subduction. Uh, hmm. Marcus, go into subdu- subduction. Subduction. Go in. Go into it. It's when stuff goes like back inside. No, it's I got it like, good. It's when things are like sucked back into like rock earth. Yeah, you know what it is, well, right? Yeah, no, it is. subduction is the act of the the 
It's like when the earth goes, we're not scientists. No, and again, do not use this on your science exam. When they say, when the earth says, come inside. Right. Come inside. Are you subducting, Mrs. Roberts? When the earth seduces, it's subduction. Very good. But proponents of the hollow moon theory say that this is further proof that the moon was constructed elsewhere and brought here by an alien race. All right. Since now, there is no subduction. Would they would they tow it with them like a person tows their uh, boat out to Lake Dubay to go fishing on a Sunday? Also, the guys who run the website whobuiltthemoon.com um, can't believe they got that URL, by the way. That's great. Whobuiltthemoon.com? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, these guys, what was his name again? It was... Um, Alan Butler. Alan Butler. Butler. He basically they are talk their theory is that Alan Butler and Christopher Knight. And Christopher Knight. Mm-hmm. Their Ugh. theory is that they're like, if you look at human society, right, one out of ten people in human society are some form of criminal, some sort of outcast, right? One out of ten, more listen, than that. This is what they're saying. I mean, that's what they say. I think they just guessed that. Listen to my theory. Yeah. I think they do a lot of guessing is what I, I believe it's so far. So he says you extrapolate that out to the rest of the universe, right? You're going to get a lot of, you're talking one out of ten out of the whole universe. It's a lot of outlaws. And a lot of times these outlaws got to hide out. So mm. why why wouldn't the moon then be a great a hideout spot for outlaw aliens, for literally like carjacking yeah. aliens and like rapist aliens, rapist cool aliens. aliens, all them it's, cool aliens. Is that he's saying the moon is Moss Eisley. Yes. Yeah, from yeah. Uh, what was Star what, Wars. Star Wars, or what's the name of that one movie with the galaxy? Not the Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're going around. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Think about that. And, the, Wait, and what does it have to do with Galaxy? I Quest? don't know, but there's another one out there with the guy <laughs> and the face, and then he transforms his face a bunch of times. Face off. Not face off. Amazing movie. Watch it every Saturday. <laughs> Guy with the face changing his face? Changes his face a bunch. It's a movie. It's in the galaxy. Galaxy, not Galaxy Quest. He it, Man and the Masters of the Universe? No, amazing show, though. You're talking great about Kroll. I'm not talking about Kroll. Forget about speaking it. Speaking of Kroll. Yeah, speaking of Kroll. I'll think now, of it. it's, it's, the moon is proven to be hollow. Or at least, let's just suppose. Let's presuppose that the moon is hollow. It's hypothesizing. Mm-hmm. You can only come to one conclusion because it would be silly to assume that the moon is nothing more than an empty trunk. There's that would nothing be silly. Inside. That, that is silly. <laughs> that is very silly. One explanation is that it is a very ancient spaceship, the interior of which was f- filled with fuel for the engines, materials, and appliances for repair work, navigation instruments, observational in- equipment, and all manner of machinery. In other words, everything necessary to ena- enable this caravel of the universe to serve, <laughs> as David Icke said, the no- a Noah's Ark of Intelligence, perhaps even the home of a whole civilization envisaging a prolonged existence and long wanderings throughout space. That it is mm. a moving colony. Absolutely. That everything that you need in to live because uh, what they say, because if you think about how we uh, approach space travel, how humans approach stra- uh, space travel, even traveling at the speed of light, uh, it, the journey to the next solar system would take at least four years. Not so even idea, to mention the next inhabitable solar So the idea is planet. that you would not live to see the destination is that your generations would live to see yeah. the generation. We see this in sci-fi spaceship. all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, this time, I just don't think that's happening. <laughs> all right, everybody. I have an answer to the question that I asked myself. 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, no, it's exactly like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, and you're thinking of Zaphod Beeblebrox. That's exactly what I was thinking of, Marcus. (laughs) And in fact, there was, and I believe in the... Ben is sweating right now. (laughs) I just want to say Ben is, his hair is matted to his forehead. He is, um, he is a troubled man. He was yelling like this outside. He was screaming about a man with multiple faces on the street in front of the creek. It's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Anyway. In fact, I think this also ties in this generational spaceship. If I remember correctly, there were five uh, books in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy's theory, and I think in the book So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, I believe that uh, Ford Prefect and Arthur got onto a spaceship that was a generational spaceship that was on its way to Earth, but it was filled with hairdressers and all the useless people Uh, on a planet, and so therefore, our planet is populated, essentially, by the useless dregs of another planet, so you're right, Ben. Absolutely. Thank you, Marcus. Like Australia, but more fun. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. This pretty much these generational ships is it says that if there's no worm, like if they don't use wormhole technology, if they don't use shortcut technology, then they have to use uh, generational spaceships. And the moon, while gigantic, it is a gigantic, I mean, it would be if, a, if this is a binary planetary system, yes. then the moon technically would be big enough to house a working civilization. Absolutely. They sure. said that if you hollowed out the moon, it's like you can literally get like, half an earth inside the moon. Yeah, How it's, pre- it's pretty much hu- like, think about like the moon is Snowpiercer. That's pretty okay. much what it is. No, the, you, they don't hollow out the moon. The moon was just built. The it moon, built the whole way. outside is fake. The whole yeah. outside is a construct to right. either protect it from debris or to make it camouflage for maybe nefarious purposes. Mm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, because if you think about it, for most of the earth's history, we haven't even been able to get close to the moon. Mm-hmm. Right. It took us, I mean, hundreds of thousands of years and they also for us to go from Australopithecus afarensis to Neil Armstrong. And they also hmm. don't, uh, there's a, they're, there, a lot of this is based on theories, too, that there were ancient writings that talked about how there was no moon in the sky. Yeah. They believe that the moon may have only showed up something like 12,000 years ago, and they, they because of these ancient writings that people were talking about, like about the time before the moon, yeah. which I just also just think, it just sounds like a cool song that you can write to help you get laid by Shelley. The time night. before the moon. Time before the moon. When the only light was the light of your eyes, girl. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. there be an ancient ancient book just called like holy fuck there's a moon yeah like, you, oh, 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 never saw that huge moon before i feel like people may would have made a larger deal of it. hey there's a thing up there hey everybody let's call it a moon why not where <laughs> boris morosk there, actually yeah. there's a b-52 song called there's a moon in the sky and it's called the moon they were having fun it's yeah. a shame they're not around anymore i got i love the b-52s man they, they had two fantastic albums yep love shack so, it but, was yeah yeah so we're uh, gonna move on to okay and i gotta say henry thank you for the coast to coast subscription for my birthday oh wow very yeah. nice gift henry i'm a good i'm a good friend. Henry just put himself in the power triangle with his hands. He has the power triangle on and he feels as if uh, Marcus just kissed his little lord ring. 
<laughs> You're I, welcome, Marcus. Return it. Look how smug he is about it. Return I thanked it, Marcus. my friend for a nice gift. And then look at the way he reacts. <laughs> like you, like He has given you life so you can go on and spread the Parks family name. You're welcome for the gift, Marcus. <laughs> You're a lunatic. <laughs> he has given me the gift of George Norrie, which That's has gotten good. me through some hard times yes. over in the last uh, couple he's, months. He's, he's an absolute legend. So there's an, uh, a great episode uh, featuring this investigative journalist Rob Shelson. Again, what I love is that I love the term investigative journalist because it is, uh, a, self, like, it is a self-proclaimed <laughs> term. Some might say stalker of the moon. Yes, he is the author of For the Moon is Hollow, which <laughs> combines his education in the sciences and his investigation of paranormal and anomalous phenomena. Cool. Yeah, he said that they don't know whether the moon was manufactured or if it was hollowed out. He definitely sways towards it was manufactured. Yes, okay. it was built that way. And a lot of it, too, is that a big problem with, that scientists have in general is the idea that if there was a giant impact, why don't why aren't there, like, Planet X stuff on both us and the moon? Yeah, Is that sure. there should be debris from whatever this unnamed planet was on either side of it, and they can't find it because it seems like the Earth is just made out of the Earth's mantle material. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big thing that they, it that just, they use, that fact. To hollow out the moon just seems like a... Seems like something like Dr. Evil, Mike Myers' character, might uh, do yeah. like, go hollow out the moon. But is it not true that every thought that we have, every literary thought, every imaginative thought, what we're doing is spinning, spinning it out into a new reality? It's so, not yes, true. Dr. Evil it, it, was fake in this realm. Right. But could it not have been channeled by Mike Myers from a real Dr. Evil? It's not true. No, no, I can't. No, I can't. It's a Lorne Michaels impression. Oh, very <laughs> yes. yes, it is. <laughs> I remember that from IMDb. Yeah, I remember uh, that as well. Uh, so another thing that Chelsky says is that there seem to be things, quote-unquote, going on up there. He said lots of lights. Blue uh, lights. Blue lights, mm -hmm. uh, drifts of smoke, uh, moving objects, uh, apparent pictures of things on the moon, structures on the moon, uh, landed spacecraft on the moon. Yes. All of which are False. <laughs> well, I mean, the structures that they say. Are we getting into the bridges and the? Not yet. We're okay. gonna we're gonna get into the Good structures Lord. here in a bit. Uh, but yeah, flashes, blue lights, clouds, mist, vapor, vapors, sparkling areas. Shelsky said that all of this blue stuff came from a NASA report. Although I did not see the NASA report myself. Just taking his word for it. Yeah, yeah Rob Shelsky's. I mean, that's Rob Shelsky's immaculate word as an investigative journalist. Mm. <laughs> you can't question him. Mm. And Rob, he also. Hey, Rob, you have to stop uh, scratching out manager here at uh, Checkers you, with uh, investigative journalists. journalists. No, right? Wait, but when you put on the uniform, you're the manager. You're right. Okay, so let's keep it that way. I should make more time for my investigative journalists. Well, when you step out the building, what are you? What is? In I'm an investigative journalist, but inside you're the manager. <laughs> so he, Shelsky also says that the moon may not be the only hollow moon in the solar system. He said that Phobos, Mar the moon, Mars moon of Phobos, is probably hollow. He went as far to call it a prototype for our moon. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Because if you notice, Phobos looks like shit. It's very, it <laughs> I messed up the first moon. They did. Oh, it looks. It, Phobos yeah. looks like a big potato. Like ours is very. I hate that. It's very. <laughs> ours is so nice, so round. So yeah. nice, Ooh. so round. That's so my big thing. Is we come over Earth. Hey, come take a look. Hey, we got a nice moon, huh? Hey, quit staring at my moon. Or that's my moon. 
<laughs> so and so Rob Shelsky, he believes that the aliens inside the moon are still there. He said they are probably xenophobic. They don't like Why Earthlings. are they xenophobic? They don't like I mean a Have whole we seen host them? of reasons. Have we seen them? Are they out are they out doing barbecues, flipping burgers, waving at us? No, they're not. Because <laughs> they don't give the Midwestern hello and, and have people over for a random barbecue. They didn't bring a single casserole oh, right. to come say hello. And I also love George Norris asked the worst questions oh, on the God. face of the planet. And he was just like, Rob, Rob, could you tell me? How big is the hole on the moon? You think? <laughs> <laughs> he literally asked that question, and Rob is just like, you know, I imagine that the hole's got to be big enough to get a spaceship through. Yeah. So pretty big, George. Pretty big, George. Wow, that's really wild. That's really that's, wild that's, stuff. That certainly is a lot of information that you've given I me. I gotta there. tell you, me and my nephew Tyler went out and dug a <laughs> hole in our backyard, and I asked him, I asked Tyler, how big you think the hole on the moon is, Tyler? And he said, oh, Uncle George, you're not supposed to be visiting anymore. <laughs> oh, let George see I was see like, his why nephew. do you think I steal you from your parents, little Tyler? Sweet, oh, sweet little man. Tyler. Come and dig this hole with me. That's terrible. Let George see his nephews. Come on, law enforcement. You know where we're going to put in this moon hole, Tyler? Dead cat I found on the side of the road. <laughs> Just because I like to make funerals happen, my little my little nephew, Tyler. Oh, what a lucky nephew he is. So, Shelsky says that from that hole, that hole is what they call the Blue Jim Crater. That's actually, that's its actual name, this uh, Blue Jim Crater, because uh, there is a lot of blue activity there. Okay. And he says that's where spaceships come and go. Plenty of blue flashes. Sure. He's got some evidence uh, as far as why the moon is hollow, or at the very least fake. Mm. He said there's problems with every single theory about where the moon came from. Truly circular orbits, as our moon has, it says completely circular, are very rare, and the chances are extremely low yeah, that it just came in an orbit like that. That perfectly circular orbit and the way it crosses our sun allows the Earth to be perfectly evenly heated. Yeah. And it also keeps us on our axis. What they're saying is that if we had a normal, uh, what, what was that term, like oval-shaped? Angular. An angular uh, orbit. orbit. If we had a normal angular orbit, the Earth would have tilted to its side. It would say, I guess the term is flipped. The Earth would have like fallen off its. And then axis. All, all the water would have dumped out. I don't know. Oh, okay. You know, it's not. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's like Gulliver's Travels. Oh, I see. Um, but <laughs> I do. But no. But they, so they're like, isn't it a coincidence? Uh-huh. And they're like, no. It's why there's life on the planet. You fucking assholes. That's right. That's why you can have your wonderful website. Who built the moon? Dot com. Yeah, yeah, you should be grateful to the goddamn moon. Well, you know. So Shelsky also proposed uh, another theory. You know, Henry, you said that it was possibly a criminal enterprise, Uh-oh. possibly a criminal hideout. Uh, but Shelsky says that it's possibly an intelligent civilization using a hollow moon to, quote, set sail on the cosmic sea. And literally <laughs> just surfs up. That's what he really believes. Yeah. It's literally just like... Cool. Yeah, and he said that they could use it as a refuge to hide from more predatory species. So it's Which just I'm a bunch kind of pissed off up there. There needs to be a movie made with Stallone and Arnold and a whole series of other action no, figures trying to escape to be, the moon. There needs to be a documentary with Sebastian uh, Stallone and I'm Arnold sorry. Schwarzenegger send them to the moon and have right. them go look for the hole. Yes, that would be a better uh, film there. Yeah, and as far as the recorded history goes, uh, a number of ancient civilizations such as the Mayans mm. spoke of a time when there was no moon. And they and, didn't get anything wrong. No. You know, no, no Mayans no, no. nailed it. We're not in the year 2015 right now. Then they invented soccer. 
And well, uh, yeah, but they used to use human heads that they would kick around after they'd behead somebody for looking at a woman all odd. Yeah. Basketball, too. Yep, there was human heads in that as well, and the losing team got murdered. So that's how you made more basketballs. What about tamales? <laughs> they definitely tamales, tamales are delicious. Tamales, I believe that is a mestizo recipe. Mestizo, though. Mm-hmm. So does that mean? That's when we raped them, right? That's when the Spanish raped them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, not us. No. <laughs> no anyway, me. back to the hollow moon. <laughs> uh, Aristotle, he, he referred to an ancient race in Greece who said they existed before there was a moon in the sky. Was it, and Henry, correct me if I'm wrong, was it Aristotle or Plato that was a big proponent of, of Atlantis? Well, Plato uh, was a toy. I believe that no, it was... That's Plato. We're talking about Plato. You're sticking me here. I believe it's Aristotle. They both talked about... The idea is they would talk about a pre-civilization of a land of giants. That was a yeah. thing that every mm. culture's talked about for years and years, which is a whole episode we will eventually do. Mm-hmm. Which is what that did exist, and then they murdered all of us brutally, and that's why we were prehistoric, because we were all fucking thought to be, you know, too strong to live. Hmm. <laughs> very angry. Very angry. So this uh, this suggests to uh, to Mr. Plato. Pla- Plato. It Plato. was Plato. Okay. Uh, so it says that he suggests that the moon was maneuvered into its current position thousands or tens of thousands of years ago. That's a yeah. tough park job. That's a real tough. I would park hate job. to be in, in charge of that. The backing yeah. up. The parking kitty wants. Or having an alien next to you go in like. You got yeah. six feet. Yeah. You got no, six hundred no, 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 feet. feet. You got to yeah. cut the wheel. Cut the wheel. <laughs> God damn it, Claxar! Why didn't you just come in here and park it yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> this is my break. Union man- mandated. Oh, you know, man. I've got uh, for our next subject. I've actually got to give one of our listeners credit uh, for posting something on the Facebook page just a couple days ago that had to do with this exact subject that we're talking about. I think we might have a uh, a bit of a psychic on our hands Ooh. out on the mm. Facebook page. I don't know exactly what the guy's name is, uh, but he posted something about the moon. Being a hologram. Now, the moon is a hologram. The moon is a hologram theory to me is the sa- is the saddest conspiracy <laughs> theory I've ever seen. Because it's literally just like well, you don't trust anybody. I agree, but you gotta stay looking at the moon just in case you see somebody accidentally walk in front of the projection screen and then you know it's a hologram. <laughs> or if it just becomes Tupac because they put the wrong disc in. Who just walked across the, the, the moon projection? Is that Raul Julia, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been me. I'm alive. Oh, I love that guy. And he wasn't a he wasn't a great um what was what it? a great the character actor sergeant from a Street Fighter. Uh, that would be M Bison. He wasn't a great Bison dictator. That's, he was a wonderful Bison. You thought you liked him oh, as Bison? Oh yeah. Okay. The day that him. you met M Bison was the most important day of your life, and it was for me. It was, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, by the way, that was listener Mike Bean who uh, posted the uh, nice. hologram video. So the video that he showed, it was a man who apparently has been watching the moon for over a year, <gasps> just staring at the moon I wish every single would, night. I wish he would do one of those YouTube things or uh, internet things where you take a picture of yourself every single day for a year and you get to watch <laughs> it in like 10 seconds. And also, in, an, in another life, like literally 300 years ago, that would have made this man like Garcia. Lorca. <laughs> like he would have been a romantic poet. But instead he became this. No. He became oh, yeah. C-Crow 777 on YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> not the right time for this guy to be alive. Definitely not. But he stared at the moon looking for quote unquote objects. Just and from Earth. No telescope or? No he's using telescope. Okay. He's at not only he's using a telescope he's using a digital camera and he's recording everything. Oh, Did you great. see his apparatus too when it showed it? It showed. Maybe I'm thinking of the other guy Dave Johnson. <laughs> yeah. He showed his apparatus for filming the moon to make sure that 
that it was a, a hologram. Beautiful. And it's literally just like straight up a VHS recorder duct taped to a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. So he saw, in one, he was watching playback from one of his moon recordings, and he saw hologram waves moving from the bottom of the moon to huh. the top of the moon on two separate occasions. What's and sadder, watching the moon or then watching the footage of you watching the moon? Watching the footage of you, you watching, watching okay. the moon. Oh, that is watching the moon game tape oh, is I the see. saddest <laughs> exercise. He says that this is not how a digital camera malfunctions. Uh, a digital camera malfunctions through pixelation. We also we see this on uh, what is it like the buffering errors when people say like here's a reptilian shapeshifter. Right. Uh, we see that as well. Uh, but he says the wave, and I watched it. It is uh, definitely a wave uh, moves independent of the panning of the camera from the bottom of the moon to the top, and it seems to bulge out in the middle. Now he said that after posting this video, he got a lot of traffic from the UK and from New Zealand wow. and he said that he was contacted by the astral photographer for New Zealand he guesses telling him why he's so scientifically <laughs> wrong but this guy from New Zealand won't provide him with the images of Mars he's asking for so, so well with this yeah, is what is about that? so you know oh. he's wrong there's a feud going on I mean someone's withholding information and yeah. somebody else wants it now this guy's single yeah. yes yes yeah. I hope so for uh, if he was with the partner that person that's the saddest life uh, but yeah. I do like this I like, love his theory that the moon is actually there but they cover it with the hologram to keep people from seeing what's really going on the moon yeah, which is right. like you know when you have to go to bed early and you think your parents are up eating ice cream and stuff and yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like dancing in the living room that's what our government is doing they're just <laughs> up there and it's just like every time Barack Obama goes on vacation he just goes to the fake party house on the moon like yeah. a big real world like pool house yeah this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites 
You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly, you know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at four o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right. I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be. To motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. So we can't give all the credit to Seacrow 777 because he doesn't give all the credit. He gives. A, he said that uh, apparently Jive Bop and Jungle Surfer have been doing great work on the uh, Moon Hologram Jive subject. Bop and Jungle Surfer. Uh-huh. These are the scientists that we're going to. These are the scientists we're going to. And Seacrow uh, said that if you want to talk to him, he is boycotting Google+. Plus. <laughs> he is. So that's going to make it harder. That's oh, going to make wow. it much harder. I hope Google can make yeah. it. He said he could tell you a few reasons why Google+, Plus is bad because he has a degree in internet technology. <laughs> and that's um, not a worthless and, piece of paper at all. And there's another guy named Dave Johnson who put up uh, basically saying that he had that he had footage and proof that the hologram, that the moon was a hologram by using a thing called photo forensics, which is a hacker tool that basically you use it to, to tell whether or not an image is photoshopped or not. And I can't really, I don't know how it works, yeah. but he would just show pictures of the moon, then do it like, basically it would turn it into like a negative and then he'd be like, and there, there you could see it. It's a hologram. 
And I was like, I, I can't see can't it. See I don't it. know. But his theory is that it's a projection uh, and that it's fake, mm -hmm. that the moon is fake, and it's a projection right. used by the Russians to, to hide their secret space station. But he also does believe I don't think that the the, that the, inter, the, uh, the International Space Station is fake. Uh -huh. He believes that it's fake. He, I, what I said before, he believes that Bradley Cooper is Chris Kyle. Yes. Uh, and that it's a bit of a fabricated story. He also believes that Aurora is fake and Sandy Hook and 9-11 and I'm definitely the Charlie's Angels sequel. Yep, definitely believe <laughs> that. Was that was a fake. That's and by fake. The way, not only is 9-11 fake, 9-11, nobody died in 9-11. That's what he right. believes, that nobody died in 9-11. It was an nobody died in theatrical event, yeah. yeah. He's also the, pissed the raccoon wasn't nominated for the best actor role in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy because he thinks that's real. So let's say, okay, so let's move on. Okay, say the moon isn't a hologram. Let's just say what? the moon isn't a hologram. But we know that let's it is. I'm already Let's say it is. Oh, I'm okay. already so far to the other side. I, I don't, don't know. know who to trust or what to trust. I think the sun's God's flashlight. I just wish they would just play like Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer on there sometimes. I love that movie. Yeah, if the moon dope. could like play that sometimes. Yeah, so, like, play Major League on that or yeah, something. Yeah, just like Friday night movie night on the moon. That would be great government because we know you're just projecting whatever the hell you want to anyway on there. So let's move on from expert Seacrow 777 and let's go to another hero named Vito Sacheri. Oh, this guy's awesome. <laughs> this guy had, um, he's the only one fighting for America. He is. They just stormed, uh, what what building did they storm? They, they stormed, stormed the federal the, building. They stormed the gates of NASA, my friend. <laughs> there was a book, that, a book. A friend, who wrote Somebody Else's on the Moon? I don't know. It's this book called Somebody Else's on the Moon. There was literally like 750 mass market copies like made in the 70s. Whoa. Vito found it and he brought it to NASA. Literally yeah. went to the offices of NASA. Yeah, Petroleum engineer Vito Sachin. And he's yes. like, you prove to me, you prove to me that this that these photos are fake. And so what this book shows are grainy photos that people took from telescopes in the 60s mm -hmm. of various structures that were found on the moon mm -hmm. um, that were... Um, I don't know how to put it. Dubious. <laughs> yes. So they at calmed best. Vito down. They definitely yeah, they had to cal calm him down. Well, they, at first they wouldn't see him. Right. Because it said, Vito said that him and a quote-unquote friend who remained unnamed, because uh -huh. uh, we came upon uh, Vito in a Netflix documentary called Aliens on the Moon. Not uh, a subtle title. No, definitely. <laughs> in, fact, I, point. in fact, I texted uh, Ben and Henry yesterday and said like, hey, what's the name of that documentary about aliens on the moon and they both immediately texted me back aliens on the moon <laughs> yes they want you to get the information yeah they I don't want you to be confused when no, googling it no definitely no, not no, not at all so Vito and his friend they stormed the gates and NASA they placated him they said, like, all right, like, go home, t fill out all these forms, and, you know, we'll get back to you when you can. But Vito, he yeah. called back NASA, and he said, if you don't show me the high-res photos that are in somebody else's on the moon, I am going to make hundreds of copies of somebody else's on the moon. And I'm right. going to drop I'm them going off at people's houses. <laughs> yes, like a, like a dumb delivery man. Yes, and I'm going to disseminate them everywhere. Oh, and then goodness. what kind of mess are you going to have in your hands, NASA? And then, then I what can are you literally see the Scientist right. response where he takes off his glasses and ru like rubs his brow, uh, and he just sits there, just like, you know, like, you know, I guess, you know, I I had to get all those equations in by by four, but I guess I could just wait a 
Vito, just come inside. <laughs> come, come and stop yelling. Stop yelling, Vito, please. Please, just come inside. And so they let him inside, and they showed him all the high-res stuff. Yeah. They gave it to him. and I'm, Thousands I'm like, of pictures. It's really cool. It's awesome. Yeah, pictures. it's super yeah, cool picture. Yeah, and he pictures. made a big deal, and he's just like, and they had that. There was a, an officer standing above me, uh, just making sure I wasn't knowing the full truth. They were making You're sure you weren't Vito. jerking off on it, Vito. <laughs> right, yes, like, he was trying to steal it. <laughs> and Vito, but he said that he saw structure pipelines, bridges, machinery, tank tracks, all kinds of manufactured technology. He said that he saw what appeared to be a cooling tower from a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gun that, turret. A gun uh, turret. Yeah. spaceship over launched a mile up there. long. Yeah, he said they also appeared to be like radio satellites, like those used, not in certain, in a SETI, S-E-T-I. Uh, the, uh, the, that's the signals that we send out in the space to see if aliens respond to us. Uh, so they said that they saw shapes of satellites that looked a lot like theirs. And, and really, one NASA photographer said that doctoring fo- photographs is all a part of the job. And it's really Ooh. common. I've actually heard that, too, in terms of like when you go into different alien evidence, like all the different pictures of the UFOs, a lot of times they're doctored. Yeah. They'll be kind of, but they're old school doctored. Yeah. It's not like, they literally yeah, airbrush they the they negative. Yeah. They yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's uh, it's Looney Tunes. It's very yeah. funny. So what they do with these, the, the, how they prove it all is so aliens on the moon, so funny, will just show like a, a, a screen cap from Google Moon. And then you see nothing. And you see nothing. Right. And then they use the paintbrush tool and just click it. And then like a blob shows <laughs> yeah. up. And yeah. then they're like, Or the paint bucket tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Paint bucket tool. And then the they see highways, road structures. None of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. They just no. kind of put images on it. It looks like a Rorschach test. Yeah. It really does. And they so, uh, when you put, when you click right here, you could see uh, my ex-girlfriend Stacy's on the moon. Probably yeah. blowing Rob. Probably <laughs> blowing Rob. He works at the family video. He's got a good job. And then uh, uh, during the aliens on the moon, they also interview a scientist, a beautiful gal with red hair. And she basically yeah. just lays out the... What we know to be the truth at this point, and, keeps and completely back to debunks her. everything that they yeah. just say. Uh, she's like, well, a lot of those tricks. She's like, yes, it's true. There is a lot of interest in alien races and, and things going on. You could see by the social media websites and all different websites made, but most of this is just done by asteroid contact. There's just yeah. like all of this is just yeah, this is fine. We yeah. love the interest they're getting. That's what she yeah. was kind of basically yeah. saying. Just like we love that people come to because you work for NASA. She's like, like that people are interested in it and will come talk to her about stuff. And then she can be like, here's a pamphlet of what the real shit is. You know, yeah, please right. stop. Please stop yelling, sir. <laughs> and then right after the narrator would come in and said, but is it possible yeah. that this could have been a structure put here by an alien Also, the race? best part about aliens on the moon is that every question they're asked is as simple as just going, you, all you have to go is, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Someone's got to deflate this moon. That's but could saying. it be? No. No way. No. Nope. <laughs> is word- it possible? No. No way. There's Never a large a worm. Have we asked the question? Yes, you have, and I'm, the answer a is lot. no. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great bridge on there that just seems to collapse and goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's some really powerful footage. Like, and aliens s- in the moon did not exactly get its point across in a very Well, I mean, they way. did interview a couple of astronauts. They uh, interviewed yes. this guy, Edgar Mitchell, from the Apollo 14 missions. He actually walked on the moon himself. He says that he very strongly believes that there are alien structures on the far side of the moon. He's a firm believer in aliens. And I love that right after they showed the uh, the footage from Edgar Mitchell, they brought 
one of the quote unquote experts on, and he was like, and he's a scientist. <laughs> like, he's he's actually a scientist, yeah. and he believes in this. But stuff. these famously, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong both believe in uh, alien contact. I mean, Neil Armstrong believed that they were tracked by lights when they went up there. Yeah. He yeah. saw lights in the sky, and he was afraid to report it back. Yeah, he uh, said they're here, they're parked around the crater, and they're watching us. Yeah. Right. Which is also what he's doing to his ex-wife. Which is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's what you got to do. Yeah, I, I love the astronaut uh, perspective on it. So and this they're, is they're kinda... smart enough to know that there probably are aliens on the moon. I would assume if you're an astronaut, you have to have a wide uh, view of the world. And I think they would be ignorant not to believe in extraterrestrial uh, life. I Although just am... the, the moon just... being hollow is a little controversial. I do imagine that she... that. I do imagine that astronauts have seen enough to know that reality is a little bit more fluid than we think. And when they talk about when, th when things break down on a quantum level, which is where like kind of all the hooby jooby stuff in the universe happens, like they, I'm, I'm certain they know that there's not enough math to back up all the shit that happens all the time. Yeah. So they know it. They're, they they understand and they seen shit. They went up there. They saw yeah. some stuff. They saw some anomalous stuff. Uh, but you know they're also seventy five and and you know they probably wear. Some space helmet every once in a while and they sit there going like five <laughs> four they're like neil neil it's time for your up, pudding then Three. he gets up off the lazy chair yes 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 go to liftoff to get my sweet sweet pudding oh got to absolutely um, what's your dick like you got a little if you got a little you got a little dick but it's not uh, it's not hard there but it's just kind of it must be kind of flailing there on the moon huh like a, like an american flag just kind of like, kind of like. I, I guess if you're naked, yeah, I'd imagine the those. I've imagined dicks are pretty wrapped up. That's really, yeah, it's very dangerous. Space, yeah, mm. yeah. Don't your wanna. little boy, your naked boy's fantasy on the moon. I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> this generation. Yeah. Well, so this pretty much wraps up. <laughs> what the hell was yeah. well, this? Not, wraps not up this the, generation, uh, but you know what? Write a letter to Richard Branson. All right, I'll figure out. out. Well, this wraps up the aliens created the moon segment. Yeah. Now, question is, how? Okay, maybe the aliens did make the moon. And where the fuck did this fake moon come from? Sure. And why is it so perfectly suited to generating human life? Answer? Time travelers. Uh-oh. We built it. it. We built it. Humanity has to go back soon. Has to go back in time 4.6 billion years to build the Earth's moon. Mm -hmm. So if, if humanity doesn't go back in time 4.6 billion years to build the moon, then humanity won't exist. It makes all the sense exist. in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. if they don't, and if the, in the future, I mean, technically, they came from a world who didn't build a moon. So I don't really know where they came from. But, <laughs> right. but they went and made sure that we'd have a moon. Yeah. They, made, they went Time back traveling and made sure. People who are from the future, maybe. Yeah, they're from the future. Right. Because we haven't gone back and built the moon yet. So at, at least they, as far as I know. So that's why it's a hologram. Well, no, uh, no. This I, is are they conditioning us for the idea that a moon will exist in the future? I don't see <laughs> this, is, this is the problem. You are you're the one. There is a first of all uh, It's tough to say. There's tough. definitely a Mars. Yes. That yeah. I know. There's yeah. that I know that, that Mars definitely is a planet. Mars. Love so, Mars. So the Earth is a very unstable planet, very complex core. Uh it's like many other planets in the solar system, it would have fallen over in its orbit, not once, but many times during its uh history, like a spinning top running down, you know, it spins, it spins, yep. it spins, and then falls over. Uh but the Earth, because of the moon, is able to spin on its axis in such a way that we have four seasons. 
existence, which is uh, complete. I mean, that is uh, necessary to life. Yes. Yeah. Life the, as the we way know we do it. It's sure. evenly heated. The whole world. Again, mm-hmm. what we were saying before, it's all like it's very temperate. It's perfect for life. Right. Yeah. 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 And it also, you know, that also means the presence of liquid, liquid water. water, which of course is crucial. Love that liquid water. I can't get enough of the stuff. Yeah, because it makes all the beer you love. Mm. <laughs> and also, again, it's like, and it's the moon is just too perfect. You can imagine that God would come and just like imagining the moon to be as perfect as it would be would be akin to expecting nature to spontaneously create a car. Yes. Which is they well, did. It's called a horse. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. We still use we still use horsepower to this day to define how fast a car will go. Yeah. I uh, I don't think the moon's that perfect. No, the moon. Uh, as far as creating life on Earth, yes. And yeah, also, I know, it I'm perfectly just it doesn't no, look amazing. You no, know, but it, it's perfect. It's like the way it works. So it started off closer to Earth, and when the gravity, when the gravity from the moon really helped to solidify as a planet, and then and create life here, and then has slowly drifted enough to make it basically easier for humans to now live here, mm-hmm. because then the tides would be too extreme. So that's also way too fucking perfect. And it's just like if you just look at the fucking numbers. <laughs> the numbers. <laughs> what are the numbers? Well, so so the, what he says here, so this is from the this is from the website whobuiltthemoon.com yeah. uh, with uh, with Alan Butler and Christopher Knight. Mm-hmm. And what their thing is is that they have put several things that they have they mm-hmm. don't know are if it's either explicit or implicit messages mm-hmm. that future humans have put into the moon and the way the moon works to show us that it's man-made yeah. and show us that we eventually are going to have to rebuild the moon and could, I actually don't know but then I don't like understand because we already got a moon <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no no why do we want to get rid of the moon that we already made no we don't got to get rid of the moon is that okay here's okay. they want more than okay, one no, moon no, no, wait no here's here's the jealousy gonna, issues I, if we get a skinny moon, and we got this no, fat no, no, moon, no, no, and there's no. a skinny it's moon. It's all the same moon. It's all the same moon. Uh, because what? Okay, I think I got to figure it out here. I think Are we I, I on the next break. timeline now? Or is this, so is this the one with Crispin Glover or with the guy dressed like Crispin Glover? <laughs> I love Crispin Glover and the guy dressed like him. No, so what it is is that the moon that we have right now, uh-huh. there are definite signs to get us up there, to uh, explore the moon further. For, for example, the eclipse. Yes. The eclipse is something. Sure. That is one of the messages that he says. Yeah. The solar eclipse and the fact that it's so perfectly done and so perfectly wraps around the sun is a, is a thing to show him that, I mean, like, this is a little too perfect, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And also the sunset and the moonrise. How the sun sets and the moon rises at almost equal rates. In equal rates. That's way too perfect. It's kind of like when your girlfriend's sitting there just making dinner for you and you think and you watch her and she's making dinner and she's like, mm. oh, just make yourself comfortable, make yourself comfortable. And then the next thing you know, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a big lot. Right, right, right. That is a lot like a hollow moon. Um, Wow. Uh, Yeah, so, okay. All right. So the guys, I mean, these are, it is perfect. And you know, it's nice because I don't, you don't think about how beautiful these things are and how perfect they are. They are. I mean, right. He did explain. The rising of the moon and the descent of the. uh, And so, but then the last thing he said, the really big messages are the numbers involved. Yeah. The numbers involved. So let's just do, I'm going to read this directly off the page so we can, because I I can't paraphrase it. Yeah. The sun is 400 times bigger than the moon and the moon stands at one four hundredth part of the distance between 
between the Earth and the Moon. Mm-hmm. Number one, the Earth is 3.66 times bigger than the Moon, and the Earth year, thanks to the presence of the Moon, takes 366 days. It really does. But those are star days and not solar days. That's true. That's true. That's and, right. uh, and please, I hope you're all taking notes right now. Take some notes. If you are not taking notes, please rewind the podcast 20 seconds and take notes. Because you're going to fail the Moon test. That's going to happen <laughs> yeah. when you. Because the thing is that you're going to get free all access pass to the Moon if you get all the math or the Moon math questions. Mm-hmm. Especially right. those that are coming to our shows in the United Kingdom, Kingdom from March 23rd to March 28th. There will be a moon test upon entrance. Oh. It takes 27.322 days for the moon to fully orbit the Earth. That means that 366 orbits of the moon around the Earth take an absolutely even 10,000 days. <laughs> the anthropic principle basically states that the universe is the way it is because if there were any other way, we would yeah, we would not be here to see it. Yeah. Astronomers in particular are reticent to look at any possibility where they'll take them outside the box. Yeah. Absolutely. The number 27.322, which we have just observed, is the number of days it takes the moon to orbit the Earth is highly significant. Highly. Both singly and it's in multiples on the Earth-Moon-Sun relationship. relationship. For example, the sun is exactly 109.288 times the size of the Earth, which is four times 27.322. Even modern measuring systems were taken into account because the circumference of the moon in kilometers... It's 10,928.8 kilometers. I'm about is, to clock out. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I clock out? 400 to, times okay. 27.322. And there's that 400 again, which you yeah. may recall is the number of times bigger the sun is than the moon. Moon. And, and as a staggering as it may seem, the circumference of the moon, moon. is 27.322% that of the circumference of the Earth. And it all boils down to a tripartite relationship between three numbers, their subdivision, and multiples. And at some time in the future, humanity will embark upon the most distant and most important journey it is ever likely to take, it will be necessary to travel 4.6 billion years into the past to complete mm. a massive engineering project to create Earth's moon! I feel like listeners have just subconsciously begun sexting their friends because they feel like they're freshman year in high school and they're just bored as shit. My other question is, is um, but it's still... We we already got we already got the moon. We yeah. have the moon. Yeah, I know. We've... So why do we have to go back and and build the moon again? Well, I feel the like... circumstances behind it are all explained in Alan Butler's 2012 book Intervention, oh, which I refuse the... to read. We gotta get the book. I refuse. I'm not gonna self publish his, his intervention yes. theory. Yes, self publish. Penguin didn't pick this one up. And no, literally, not Penguin either. His okay. whole intervention theory is that future humans came back and did everything. Future humans came back and helped us build the pyramids. Future humans mm. came back and helped us do like every single gigantic thing and so all the stuff that future humans I guess just didn't have and they were going to do the thing be like I'm going to give them what my daddy never gave me. <laughs> I just like, I'm going to give them a pyramid I'm going to give them a moon. I think it's really nice that he calls slaves future humans. That's <laughs> yeah. really nice. If you're a slave and you would live nowadays you'd be like I built the pyramids. I died building that. No, no, put some sunglasses on you. Years. Now you're a future human. Okay. Um, and now we want to play so in, just in case you... You know, the kind of truth that we laid on you today yeah. is something that is going to shatter your paradigm, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, um, but I just want to take this warning. I want I want you to take this and sit and listen to right. Dave Johnson and his truth. heartbreaking truth. <laughs> sit. Don't talk. <laughs> sit. And think about what you just saw. (laughs) Take away all the magical powers of the so-called moon. All the magical powers that you quite literally learned about in the second grade. 
That's how sub-basement, low-level lie this is. <laughs> you were told a bunch of magical powers. Oh, it controls the tides and the blah and the bl Forget about all that nonsense. <laughs> you have no proof of that. Nor do they. It's called a prevailing theory. Mm. And everyone who doesn't jump on the prevailing theory is labeled a moron. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> So I suggest this to you. All of those that liked to contend with me, and many of you, <laughs> what's funny is, is you admit openly, you admit openly, oh, I didn't watch the video. <laughs> and I feel good about it. <laughs> Calling that guy a moron. I mean, that's quite literally real comments, you know. Close enough. And so, okay, fine. You don't want to look at this? If you don't look at something, how then do you have an opinion about something? Most people don't want to look at this information I give because it blows everything up. Everything they thought was real. Now, this is a lot bigger than telling you that World War II is a hoax, because it is. Or hoax because it is. Or Columbine, or, or Aurora... Or the controlled demolition of 9-11. All contrived and Just lied. Just fucking rattle them all. <laughs> wow, yeah. Where nobody died and nobody got hurt. But you'd rather believe in death and fairy tales and tides, regardless of what you see and are presented. That's, it's, it's what you would rather believe in. You have chosen your pantheon of gods. You've put them up on a shelf. The only yeah. thing you can believe in, the only thing that's real, is the KFC double down. That's the only thing. Oh, I dude can't wait to in. have that chicken wrapped hot dog. Mm. Oh. oh my god! But I can't. He's in Indonesia first. It's got to come to us. My goal is to go um, test out some caskets. <laughs> go get, uh, <laughs> get, just get a couple of big gulps, two to three big gulps, chow them down, and then get a double down hot dog and uh, eat it under a highway. That's perfect. <laughs> what a goal that is, Henry. That's called the Zabrowski Gold Package. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to come with me, that will just cost you 10 easy payments of fifty nine ninety five. That's awesome. You should usually, yeah, just kind of eat in a casket because um, you so, never know. Uh, the moon is fake. Hope you don't like the moon. So Yeah, yeah it's not real, apparently. Um, um, so that, that kind of throws off everything. Very yeah. upsetting. I'm I want to say uh, there's a woman, uh, Lisa, I don't necessarily want to say her last name, but she's a listener and she's a good friend of uh, my friend Maura. So thank you for listening. Uh, Lisa, and she listens in her kitchen. Uh, she runs a, uh, a bakery with a whole series of staff and she makes her staff listen to it. And I don't know if that's legal or not, but I want to <laughs> say thank you very much for listening, Lisa. Oh, and thank you very much, Amanda, for the very sweet uh, box or uh, bucket of goodies that we she, got. Have we not thanked Amanda yet? I don't think I we know. Oh my God. Before we did. Yeah. Thank oh, you so yes. much. You have no idea what it meant to us. We are, it, it I want to say sweet. thank you so much for freaking out every single person who works at the Postal Service or UPS or whoever you had to deliver the unbelievable um, massive uh, blue tub that looks like it's full of a uh, of a toxin or a chemical yeah. that will probably cause extreme burns yeah. to the skin. And yeah. freaking out everyone here at the Creek in the Cave who couldn't wait until I came into work that day so I could take it off their hands and <laughs> get it out of, from the wait station because people were ordering food and looking at that it's thing. It's fun. They were scared. Yeah. It was really yeah, good. It was really, and it, hell, if you guys want to send us anything, uh, the address is, you can put it, the Creek in the Cave, Care of Last Podcast on the mm -hmm. left. 
1093 Jackson Avenue, Long and Island City, New York, 11101. You can also go to Creek LIC yeah. and get the uh, address from there. I've been gaining weight at a rapid rate, so what I need is more beef jerky. Marcus, oh. who made that beef jerky? Randy, send us more beef jerky. Oh, mm. best beef jerky <laughs> I've <laughs> ever <laughs> had, Randy. Um, so, yeah, go come see our UK shows March 23rd through the 27th. Uh, it's going to be a so great fun. time. We're starting to plan them now. It's going to be oh. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's do a hail yourselves. I Can everyone hail Satan for me? I need the strength and the power. You need strength. a hail Satan? I need a hail Satan. I'll give you a hail Satan. Hail Satan. And hail Gein, for I accidentally got his haircut yesterday. What yes, do you, you mean? Did. No, you yeah. look good. You no. do look like a guy who's wearing his mom's tits as a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, hail, hail, uh, hail, uh, hail me. Uh, and uh, magustalations. Oh, everyone. yeah. Yeah, Magustalations. Uh, Christ one. is fake. Don't, the moon is the fake. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. And one last tiny little thing. We've got an official Twitter now, at LP on the left. Uh, we're going to be posting tons of bonus material on there. You'll get previews for upcoming episodes. You'll get to see some of the research that me and Henry and Ben do every week. Uh, you'll be getting some spooky, crazy music that I listen to while I research. Uh, you'll be getting some videos uh, that we show uh, when we do the live shows the fourth Saturday of every month here at the Creek in the Cave. Uh, and a bunch of other just weird shit, whatever we find. Uh, so go and follow us at LP on the left where you find all of your bonus last podcast material. Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel 